It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. James Coe, Matt Harmon here with you, and you're listening to Reception Perception, the show. We're recapping some of our best and uh, <laughs> some of our worst calls going into 2022. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, well, I'll tell you what, we wouldn't be mad at you if you liked and subscribed. All right, Matt, so uh, how about for yourself? Uh, I, I, you know, I, how can we talk about the show without talking about Brandon Ayuk? Uh, and, and obviously a big time hit there, but actually more than anything, I, I think, I think I was more impressed actually, um, with your calls on Christian Kirk and Tyler Lockett. Yeah. I was going to group those guys kind of all together because I think they fit with the theme about trusting talent earlier. Um, and a little different ways too, by the way. Um, but those guys were all top. They were finished or they were drafted outside the top 30 receivers in the summer. And again, um, I mean, pretty much on, I, you got up there a little bit, but for the most part, they were all drafted outside the top 30 receivers in like in your typical Yahoo league, stuff like that. End of season, Christian Kirk, wide receiver 11, Tyrell Lockett 13, Brandon Ayuk 15 uh, in the wide receiver rankings. I mean, these guys all went over 1,000 yards. Uh, Ayuk had eight touchdowns. Uh, Christian Kirk had eight touchdowns. Tyrell Lockett had nine touchdowns. Um, these guys were great this season, and, and it's just because of their, their talent and their fit. I mean, for Tyrell Lockett, this was definitely a guy that if you just closed your eyes and you bet on talent, you bet on the 75.7% success rate versus man from 2021, 80% success rate versus zone as you, yeah, 80.1%, 76.2% success rate versus press. Like how would you not draft Tyler Lockett in every single draft? Because he was falling so, so late and Christian Kirk too. I, I agree that I feel really good about having Kirk in the, um, the article that's like headlined by, I mean, like, Alan Robinson's in there. Don't forget about that. But like Ayuk <laughs> and um, Amon Ross yeah. St. Brown and, and Christian Kirk among the big winners from the 10 receivers that reception perceptions higher than consensus on uh, for Christian Kirk. Like that guy got bagged so hard in the off season because of getting the bag. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, he was a guy who had a 81, 80.1% success rate versus zone coverage. Like, he was good in the role that Jacksonville was going to ask him to play. He, it showed he could play that role. And despite the contract being kind of crazy, like he was yeah. a pretty good player. So I feel really good about that one. By the way, I'm already filing a prediction for next year and sort of I'm taking a, a small victory lap on Jacoby Myers as a guy that RP has been high on for like two years now. Yeah. Um, you know, He's another one that's 80% success rate versus uh, man. He wasn't great in fantasy or anything, but I think people are starting to get it that Jacoby Myers is a pretty good player when he gets the Christian Kirk bag this off season. Cause he's a free agent and everybody's laughing at the, Oh, some team gave Jacoby Myers, how much money? And just be, be ready to draft Jacoby Myers at a discount next year, because he's a pretty, he's a good player. So I, I feel really good about like kind of all four of those wide receivers and, and where RP had them um, kind of slotted heading into this year. Yeah, Christian Kirk ended up as the wide receiver 14 uh, through week 17 in full point PPR. Uh, obviously came out hot. Gangbusters had a little bit of a lull um, and, you know, had some, um, you know, some pretty pop games 
sprinkled in throughout the late part of the season as well. But overall finishes the wide receiver 14, Tyler Lockett, the wide receiver 12. And I tell you what, man, that whole narrative, uh, and I'm guilty of it too, uh, for, for kind of saying this exact same thing. But um, he was the most consistent receiver in Seattle, and I don't think that's a question by far. No. Uh, and and actually, I, we came around to the realization, again, you talk about if you watch football, but if you watch football and you watch Seattle play, what you came around to the realization was is that actually Tyler Lockett is the better downfield receiver than DK, uh, DK Metcalf. <laughs> That's, and to me that, that was like a stark, like I already knew Tyler Lockett was one of the all time, like all time bad boys downfield. Right. But I thought maybe that was with the moon balls that Russell Wilson was throwing, but no, it doesn't matter who it is. Geno Smith is laying them out there too. And, and I know Geno Smith played well, but I'm just saying, downfield the separation the ability to go get that ball the hands the body control the toe tapping all that stuff like go ahead and give me tyler lockett ahead of dk metcalf downfield and i think that to me was a bit of a surprise dude lockett is so good i mean rp's been on lockett forever i mean he's just he's a perfect perfect wide receiver but he is a guy that just doesn't have holes in his game and even to this day it's like all right well we got to put dk metcalf in the superstar club because he he's even productive without russell wilson it's like but he's not even he might he might be just as good bare minute like <laughs> but he's in the same class as his teammate tyra lockett lockett is like right. he's been that guy he's been so consistent he's been such a good player since he had that breakout season in 2018 i don't understand like what more he has to do to be considered um, a star wide receiver in this league. Uh, but yeah, he's unbelievable downfield. That's really where he's at. Yeah, you know, you're right. I mean, and it's funny too, right? Because he doesn't seem to get that respect. I don't know why, because he's making great plays. Like I, I talked about have that no, with, no, I, I know, I know. I, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah, like <laughs> that's what drives me nuts about Lockett is like, I don't get it. What is what more does Tyler Lockett have to do to be considered a superstar receiver? Because the production's there, the numbers there, the reception perception data is there, the 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 stats are there, the film, all of it is there. And then he puts he's got fucking highlight real plays for days, bro. <laughs> what yep. more does he have to do? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm with you, man. I, I I think I'm with you. I I I thought he was going to see a little bit of a drop off without uh, Russell Wilson. And I was just dead wrong. As a matter of fact, I think he played better because he got better. Con he got more consistent quarterback play with Geno Smith. Yes, yes. which is all crazy. of that. Like all of those, the narrative about Tyler Lockett is so boomer bust. Like he's not consistent on a week to week basis. Well, maybe Russell Wilson's not consistent on a week to week. That's basis, what it was. That's why. Yeah, that's why that's the numbers aren't aren't there from a fantasy standpoint every single week. And then Lockett gets with Geno, and he's just like the most consistent player in the NFL. Uh, yeah, it's no, crazy. I mean, I've I have loved few things more this year than Tyler Lockett's season. I, I would <laughs> say that.